Hey, good morning. It's Tuesday morning. I hope you had a great Monday yesterday and that uh, your uh, Tuesday, all few hours of it, however long you've been up, are off to a good start. Uh, it's always good to be together with you as we study God's Word together. It's always good to um, get to drink some coffee with you and think about God's Word and uh, get our day started just right uh, through Scripture. So thanks for joining us today. It's, um, I'm looking forward to see what God wants to reveal to us this morning through His Word. Today um, was an interesting day because I didn't. Some days when I'm reading scripture, I always think about something Doctor Nick told me, told us in seminary, which was always be careful as a preacher not to mistake God's word for you for God's word for the people. So I want to be very careful, particularly in my own personal devotional life, that I'm not taking something that God's trying to say to me and as the preacher projecting it upon you. So I always be very discerning about what God's saying to me as I read. So this morning, the first reading was a passage of psalm which i just love so much uh psalm 78 um you know it reminds us that we are just us and that we are we are frail and god is mindful of our weakness and shows mercy because he knows who we are and that that really is one of my favorite passages in all the bible but something happened when i was reading the, the gospel lesson the gospel i'm sorry the new testament lesson the new, the new testament lesson today is um second timothy it's second timothy 1 through 14 um, and as I read it, I thought about something one of my mentors, Sam Morris, always told me about scripture was when you're reading scripture and you see something repeat itself, that's God's way of saying, pay attention. God, God didn't have, a, there were no highlighters when scripture was written. So one of the ways that God yells at us to pay attention that he will repeat himself or he'll repeat phrases or concepts or things like that. So anyway, I want to read to you. Um, I'm not going to read all of Second uh, Timothy one through four. Second Timothy one one through fourteen. I'm just going to read kind of the middle section for um, for for um, verse um, eight through around verse fourteen. Well, I'll read to start with verse seven. Well, verse six. For this reason I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through laying on of my, my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony of our, about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called, called, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but is now being revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality through the gospel. For this reason I was appointed as a herald and an apostle and a teacher. For this reason I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard until that day which I have entrusted to him. Hold to the standard of sound teaching you have heard from me, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted with you with the help of the Holy Spirit living within us. Anything jump out to you as you re as you heard this read? It's interesting sometimes to read this because I think when you read it with your own two eyes, you can actually see it better. But for me, um, as, I, as I read, I highlight. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a highlighter. My Bible I have here, it's a newish Bible. So you can uh, tell where I read and what I haven't read because you're going to see the the, the, the footprints of highlighting as um, as I do this. But there's a lot of things that pop up through this. But 
for me, the, the phrase that jumped out to me as I read is seen in verse 8 and then in verse 12. Verse 8 says, Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, or of me as prisoner. And uh, verse 12 says, For this reason, I, as I further do, but I'm not ashamed, for I know who I put my trust. I think there's something in that passage to me that God's saying to us about not being ashamed. Um, not being ashamed of, and, and this is this is the, the part that I want to leave open-ended for you. Because, um, you know, I, I don't, we often think of, you know, not being ashamed of being a Christian, not being ashamed of, of, of living out the gospel. Um, but, you know, we live, for those of you who are watching or listening to this in the South, we live in a very um, Christian-drenched culture, shall we say. Um, it's not uncommon to go into a local business and hear a Christian station on the radio. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for us to talk about in, at our breakfast meetings or what we heard in church on Sunday. Um, you know, it, 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 it. My struggle is how many of us are. I think our shame that we deal with sometimes our fear that we deal with sometimes is going deeper. There's a culturally appropriate level of Christianity that we deal with sometimes. The, the civil religion, if you will. Um, going to church, things such as this, talking about religion, what would happen? What would happen if we were to really allow our Christianity to affect everything that we do? What if what if our faith were to affect every financial decision we made? There's that great quote by Lewis where Lewis says, There should be some things we should very much like to do, but we cannot because our charitable giving is too high. You know, what if our faith were to impact our finances in that way? What if our faith were to affect the scheduling of our children's activities? What if our faith were to affect the way we speak about each other on social media? Yeah, I, I think folks might look at us a little crazy at that point. I think if our faith goes beyond the safe box that we place it in, I think if our faith goes beyond the parameters that we give it, I think if our faith goes beyond the acceptability of what our culture, particularly in the South, says, then folks may look at us like we've lost our mind. So, I like Paul's final word there I know who I have believed in it well I'm quoting the King James because that's what's in my head and that's the line of the old famous song actually we're going to sing in the coming days of St. Matthews I know whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day um, I know who I have believed in I, I know who I trust and um, I wonder sometimes if we make our faith so safe 
and so doable and so harmless that we have nothing to f- feel a little funny about. I mean, when was the last time? When was the last time your faith called you to do something? Truly, friends, when was the last time your faith called you to do something? You thought to yourself, if I do this, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to think I've lost my mind. If our faith doesn't sometimes call us to do things that causes us to look out out a step in the culture in which we find ourselves, then, and I, and I think, honestly, I think that's harder sometimes for those of us in the South because our culture is so Christian. I always, I always think of the line by, well, so culturally Christian. I always think of the line by Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard said the hardest thing to do is to be a Christian in the middle of Christendom. I used to always translate that through Bogachitin. Um, when everybody's a Christian, nobody has to act like one. So, when was the last time your faith caused you to do something that you knew, you knew was going to make folks think, ooh, ooh, what's wrong with them? That's kind of crazy. Why are they, why are they doing that? That's when we have the ability to not be ashamed of our faith, not be ashamed of the gospel. If our faith is not causing us to do anything, that would make others think we've the elevator's not going all the way up the top. We have nothing to be ashamed of. Well, Paul says, hey, don't be ashamed. We should be doing something in our life and our faith that's so outlandish that folks go, mm, I, don't, I don't know about them. That's something right there. And Paul says, I'm not ashamed of that. May we live our faith so boldly that we fear there may be something we have to be ashamed of. And when we fear that, may we know who we have believed and trust in him, no matter what others think. Love you guys. Live bold. Live crazy. Live strong for the Lord today. Pray you have a great day, and I will we'll see you bright and early tomorrow for tomorrow's devotion. Have a great day. Love y'all.